Sometimes I feel like you're giving me too many things, baby. You're all I need. I, I forget the line. Don't get me wrong, I love you, but does to that mean I have to meet your, your father? When we when are we older and don't understand forget what you said, what you said, no. But fuck it. What the fuck? <laughs> Strangers on the internet watching time slipping into the future while quoting 70s musicians. Welcome to another episode of Nitwick, a podcast about friends and video games. This week we talk about time management, the means in which a game respects and disrespects the amount of hours a day we have to play them. My name is Andrew Fasciano, and here's a fun fact about myself. If I could visit any fictional realm for a day, I would really like to go to Valhalla, because, uh... It's like, why not? It's like freaking great. And I get to fight people and eat food all day. So, you know. That 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 doesn't count at all. Valhalla is totes real. I mean, it's... I mean, it's, I, if you die in glorious battle, you go to Valhalla! Well, maybe I'm talking about the Halo 3 Valhalla. What did you think of that, Smarty Smart Pants, huh? Oh, well, you know what? I'm not so... I'm not so my pants aren't so smart anymore. I feel, mm. They feel dumb. Yeah, no. My, How could I have been foolish? My pants have been downgraded. It feels really shitty. I, oh, who are you, you people? <laughs> Hello, my name is Adam. Uh, and if I had to go to a fictional realm... If I had to go to a fictional realm... I actually don't know which one I would pick. There are a lot of cool ones. The problem is... The problem is, if I go to any of them, I am vastly incapable of doing the cool stuff I want to do there. Oh, okay. So, like, uh... You know what? I actually don't know. Give me a second. Go to go to the next person. Hey, mystery person number three! What's going on with you? Hi there, I'm mystery person number three, otherwise known as Zack. If I could go to any fictional realm... I guess this is just on the brain a lot, but I'd probably go to Eorzea, which is the the setting for Final Fantasy XIV. Ooh! It's got a lot of cool people. Um, there's cat girls there, so that's got me. That's a, that's a hard sell right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, that's a hard sell right there. They got cat girls? Excellent. Those cat girls aren't like the weird cutesy, creepy kind of cutesy cat girls? Excellent, double excellent, we're good. The cat girls are in the desert? Less good, but okay, I'll take it. Well, you live in California, it's basically a desert. Yeah, I know, right? But, yeah, no, it's... It, it is a very cool setting. There is a massive evil empire that's trying to conquer everyone, but, you know, I could probably weave it. Okay, you know, you take the good with the bad. <laughs> you take the good with the bad, indeed. Did so, you say, I'm a, I'll try to weave it? I said, I'll say, weave it. Oh, I think you said, I'll try to weave it. Oh, no. It's like, I can't weave that... my way into the evil empire. That's hard. <laughs> just start just start talking smack about their favorite anime. They'll be like, oh, <sighs> he's defeated. We're demoralized. We're leaving. I actually, I really don't know what fictional one the, the only one that could come to my brain right now is you know what you know what make it make it your toast if you need some time think it through and maybe tell us who you are all right you know what fuck it i would go to super cool dbz world and just like that'd be kind of fun to watch people fight and all that maybe i could learn to fly but it'd only be for a day so i'd have to be a real quick learner mm. no i've got it i would go to one of the uh I would go to the the world of G Gundam and be a uh, oh. Gundam fighter. Yes, I'd be terrible <laughs> at it, but it'd be rad. Yeah, that sounds pretty rad. 
Hmm, what's that like shining finger or oh. like it's uh, that's the one where yeah. it's all kung fu right yeah that's the, that's the one with shining finger uh that'd be the sickest nice i i can't say it'd be any good at the gundam fights but it would be pretty sick well you, you only have to be there for a day you just have to be good enough to not die within 24 hours then you'd be set mm. for life afterwards you know well, cool it was a top yeah it was also a toss-up between that and like any of the kingdom hearts worlds because that like that'd be kind of fun then you go to a bunch of different worlds oh that's right then you get to have all of disney in one fell swoop yeah that's smart yes that's smart okay gentlemen so it's it's been a while it's been a while what have you been up to what are you going on with what's your what's your lives about well uh adam you want to take the floor no i think you should take the floor oh i'll take the ceiling all right drew take the ceiling all right i'll take the ceiling but oh my goodness this is a weird bit my brain is my brain is hell fried because of the heat Mm. so i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay man it's okay man you know take it in take it in um i'll start my week's going good life's going pretty okay for me part of the reason i said valhalla is because i picked up uh neil gaiman's version of norse mythology called norse mythology it's full of a lot of stories about norse mythology and it's been eating up my brain for a while i have been reading it while listening to the skyrim soundtrack and doing a bunch of chores over here so you know things are going good over there have you finished it Mm I haven't finished it. No, I'm okay. about midway through. Why do you ask? Is there a particular tale you want to know about? Well, more that I want to steal it from you, but I want to make sure you read it first. Mm. Okay, don't worry. It will be done very soon. I already have a queue of people that want to get it. So Son of a you're gun. You're in line now. You're in line now, but it's coming. It's oh. got, everyone wants to know about the, Nor- the Nords. Would you say you're Midgard the way through of it? Uh, uh, Midgar is the realm of people. It's super cool there. Did you, <laughs> yo? Okay, just like real talk. I was reading through one of the stories uh, about the mead of poets, and that sounds amazing. Okay, here's the thing. We have the I have this idea of like Norse mythology being like really proper and like epic and wonderful and full of like you know you know no. these big powerful otherworldly creatures. And so far, all the stories are, like, super raunchy and, like, really fucking vulgar. And I really like it. From what I know of North mythology, mm-hmm. most of them beginning begin with getting drunk. And most of them end with how to deal with a hangover. I mean, that's not untrue. How about this? How about this? This one was about how we got poetry in the world. And it ends with Odin, spoiler alert, uh, stealing a bunch of poetry mead made by trolls through one means or another. And... And spitting it up for everyone else to have, right? But he also is being pursued by this other eagle thing. And he ends up farting out, like, bad, like, bad poetry juice that he was drinking. And that's where bad poetry comes from. It's literally a wet fart. (laughs) And good poetry is just what he brought back. You know what? You're right. Norse mythology is really freaking weird. So, um, yeah, like Thor Ragnarok, I think is going to take some liberties. Games related, I've been playing some more freaking Hollow Knight, and that's super good. Uh, I keep getting stuck in that world and thinking it's over, and then there's a billion more things to do. I, I have a friend at work who, for the, like the past month, I feel like has been, every time we ask him, like, hey, how was your weekend? He's like, oh, I played more Hollow Knight. He's like, mm-hmm. how the hell are you still playing that game? Doesn't it end? I didn't realize it was that big. Dude, no one does. You keep thinking like, oh, it's a short, tiny little indie game. It'll be like five, ten hours. N- no, it's like it's like an experience. And it just keeps growing and growing and changing. And there are so many bugs in my life right now. It's terrifying. Uh, hey, that was a good one. Uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you. <laughs> What's going on with you? How's your, how's your life? How's your week? I have been up in Santa Rosa for the entire week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can say I I dislike the commute with a fury and a passion. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> at, le- at least the heat wave is is gone now. At least it's back to muggy. So you it got was that going for you. Uh, it was over a hundred degrees today. So oh, maybe. disgusting. I'm sorry. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um. So on the gaming frontier, though. Mm-hmm. Um, on the gaming frontier. Oh yeah, on the gaming frontier. So yeah. I, because I'm on a laptop for computer gaming, I basically haven't been playing much Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead, I've been playing a bunch of Final Fantasy 14. And I have uh, gotten, I have gotten from, I forget where I was before. I think I was like through the Ruby Sea. It's basically like I, I beat the coastal area, and then I beat one of the interior, and I got through one of the interior areas. And I have learned of many different types of beastmen in the Final Fantasy XIV universe. Let me go over them for you in beautiful detail. Oh, first is I'm ready. First is turtle men who live on the bottom of the sea. Oh, wonderful. Makes sense. They are turtle men. And <laughs> the way I met one of I them... Hear they, the, no. I hear they throw a shell of a party. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at you. And so... Um, so, so the tur- these turtle guys, um, the first time I met one was on a sneaking mission through the middle of a city and he mm-hmm. just showed up out of nowhere. So I was like, is he a ninja turtle? And I was just so I, excited I, for it. I hope he is. Um, was he? No, he's just a merchant who was really clever. Oh. Aww. But, uh. Aww. Well, maybe he's still got pizza. Yeah. He might still have some pizza. But the next, the next group of beastmen I met was a, is, was a race called Lupines or Lupins. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they are literally, they're basically furries. They're wolf furries, as far as I could tell. Um, <laughs> like, are, are, I thought that was like, uh, like a werewolf or something, right? Like a lupin or a lichen or something yeah, like that. No, uh, the lichens are werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lupines are just, I think, dog lupins. or wolf. So basically, yeah, no, it is, it is just walking, talking wolf man. Um, mm-hmm. and they're just normal, except a part of the fucking village I was in. Just average dude. Like I okay. did, I did an entire quest line where one guy is really bad at fighting and he's really bad at at hardy labor. But everybody found out he has a really good nose, and I was just like, "He's a wolf man. Of course he has a good nose." Hmm. Sorry. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then the last group, one of my favorites, um, they are called. Oh, did I blank on the name of them? But anyway, so the description of them: they are tiny catfish people. Well, huh. Yeah. And they're I feel all like this is some Dr. Seuss shit up in here. And they they all wear bells around their necks. Again, I feel like this is some Dr. Who shit up in here. Doctor maybe. Um and they're all they're all merchants? Like the turtle men were also merchants, mm. but these guys were like sort of the greedy merchants while also at the same time mm. being slightly incompetent, which makes them amusing. Mm. Like mm. they look they look adorable, but I'm also like I got my eye on you. You tried to overprice <laughs> weapons to a guy. <laughs> mm, you're on your i see and like I my see. first interaction with my first interaction was like on a major city and they were just like total assholes that were duping me and i was like wow punch them yeah is this part of the the expansion pack or no that was yeah, 15 the, that got expanded no, oh, no, no, 14, no, no. Four, 14 stormblood these are all they're all part of the the new area um and i think the last one wow. the last beastman race that came up was these like serpent ladies mm-hmm. that are very very thin and they speak with a heavy lisp. Well, yeah, because they're all s- and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that makes sense. Okay, so there's just lots of wonderful new creatures. Yeah, lots of wonderful new creatures, and the main bad guy in it is both the psychopath and built up to be a tactical genius. But from what I could tell, he's rather incompetent. Huh. He, listen, he is doing his best. 
he will overthrow any authority, even if he has to try multiple times. But what if? But what if he's the crown prince? So he is the authority. Oh well, then he's out of luck. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad your week is so chock full of creatures. Lots of Final Fantasy fourteen. Okay. Lots of it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, Adam, you've been on vacation. What's going on? How I have. That? So I mentioned last week that I was going to be taking a week off. Um, it was really kind of unfortunate. The first few days of the vacation were when we were having this stupid heat wave. So I kind of was just dying. Um, yeah. Well, sorry. Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, oh, Sunday, uh, we was the beach day and then recording with Matt. So that's a mm-hmm. uh, Monday or Labor Day was just like way too damn hot to do anything. Like I remember trying like looking at my PC and be like, I should turn it on and play a game, but it'll just add heat. I don't want to do that. Oh, man. But fortunately for me, um, it did eventually cool off. And I, I, my vacation was, I ran a bunch of errands. Uh, I played a little bit more of that mobile fire emblem game. That's just kind of fun to have like, while listening to a podcast, but more importantly, what I did through the majority of this vacation was I put a shit ton of time into persona five. Fuck. Yes. How far did you get? Uh, Actually, now, now so, do it without spoiling it for anyone um, okay. who maybe so, isn't as far as you, like me. So, Zach, uh, last t- last week when I said I was still early, um, I was in about the middle of June in, in the game. Okay, so, so you that's were... that's still pretty early. That's... So that's that's right after the celebration event for clearing the second dungeon. Oh, okay. So, and I realized this, it was just because, like, Every time I would sit, this is this all kind of wraps into the topic. But like, I liked playing. I like playing RPGs in big chunks, and I never just really got that time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I did, and I was able to sink in. So I went from about like I think like I think the time was at twenty three hours to like fifty eight hours now. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> um, I am now. I just finished the fourth dungeon so i'm in august or no, oh, okay uh, yeah, so yeah. so you've got I'm in august you've well don't tell me how many there are left i have a feeling i know how many are left by the trophy list but don't tell me yeah no i'm not gonna tell you uh, how many are left but I, I think you've got so the fourth dungeon because three i know who gets you three i think fourth is the um that's the i i want to describe it um well anyway yeah adam, so I, adam sand huh yes okay that one yes so I cl- actually fun fact, uh, dungeons three and four. Um, I was able to clear those entire dungeons all in one day, like what in game day. Yes. Oh oh that was oh. So you you went from beginning to end of both of those dungeons in a single clear. Yes. Yeah, this is making so, like, a lot of sense to me. Just so you. Oh uh, so aware. so so Drew, like the way the way the Persona games work, and I think we described this before, is uh it, when you get a dungeon, you actually there is some uh event that mean that means you have a deadline for it so it's like uh if you don't like complete the mission by this in-game deadline you know you're going you're going to lose kind of thing and i think it just results in a bad end mm. kind of deal mm. uh so the good way to do this is to try to get the dungeons as quick as possible so that gives you enough time to actually do other side stuff for dungeons three and four uh i committed myself to clearing the entire thing in in one day so i like it was like get mission next day all right we are all we have to do is send the calling card now mm-hmm. and i did it for three and four yeah boy those dungeons are long um three yeah three i started struggling towards the end of um well 
And I think I, I I think I had to like go back a second day to do it. And the worst part was is that I was something of like right before the 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 boss fight for three that I had no, I like for... backed out and said yeah, I gotta go some other day. Yeah. Well, I had lucked out. I had gotten uh, a couple accessories that re- regen uh, SP. Ooh, so I was like, yeah. Those. I can just be in here all day. Uh, the problem was I actually at the time I did that dungeon I only had one. So I had to be, like, hot-swapping it around to people, like, all right, now you need more MP. Now you need more MP. <laughs> uh, I feel kind of bad, because in the third dungeon, there's this really cool moment where one of your characters gets their persona, and it's usually supposed to be, like, this is their moment to shine, and, like, this is their, uh, this is my resolve, and I'll, I'll show you how cool I am. Um, Because my team was, for some reason, particularly not prepared for that event, I actually had to do that part a couple times. I I also it had to took do that the a couple out of the sails. The thing is, is yeah, it does. Uh, I, I actually had to redo that fight once or twice as well. Um, and it was mostly because there's one enemy in the fight immediately afterward that just doesn't have any weaknesses. And so I yep. spent the entire fight looking for weaknesses on the guy, and it just wasn't there. And I was like, ugh. Uh, but yeah, so I put a, I put a ton of time into P5. I've um, fun, I I've been using all the extra days. Like, the fourth dungeon, I think they were assuming it would take you multiple days, but since I cleared it in one day and got the whole dungeon done in three days, I ended up having, like, 24 days to do whatever. Yeah. So far, so it's been like, this is rad. So I've got a bunch of social links up. I have my... I'm actually really close to maxing out a bunch of social stats right now, which is kind of surprising to me. Oh, really? Are you up at, like, fours in all of them, or...? Uh, I have max charm. Well, that's good. I, I I rush that one for a particular social link. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've really enjoyed Persona Five. It's kind of been all I can think about. It's it's really good. It's it's really good. No, no. The thing is, I thought I was gonna like the character from I, like I, I'll have to see how much you like the character you got from Dungeon Four. Um, mm-hmm. because I thought I was gonna like that character a lot more than I actually did. So I was like disappointed after. I. So far, the character from Dungeon 4 has been a bit eh, but I actually haven't gotten to the point where you interact with them. It's been more like, hey, we did your thing. And then they're like, cool, I'm going to come back in a bit. And like, okay, I'm going to go do other stuff. Yeah. Is it, is it spoilers for you to say the name of the person in Dungeon 4? Well, okay. I don't really... Yes. It, it kind of okay. is. Yes. Okay, never mind, never mind. I, I retract it, my question. I said it would, it would screw um a particular character you met at an earlier point in time i see it, it I would understand. it would under it would undermine some of the mystery behind this i have really liked the way the story has developed it's really cool to see how everything very naturally flows in together with mm-hmm. everything it gets a little bit more structured towards the end um you'll know after the most the the least exciting vacation to hawaii that's all i can call it <laughs> don't don't spoil well you know what i want to say like don't spoil me but i remember in one of the trailers there was like oh look they went to the beach it's like well i guess that makes sense but no more no more i've actually been i've been super good about avoiding like well trying to avoid everything uh like i said youtube is still being a jackass like hey do you want to see this like cutscene? i'm like oh Oh, geez oh what with the thumbnail and everything i had one thing I had one thing spoiled for me of like somebody has a palace, and it's like, oh damn it! Oh, oh damn! Oh no! Wait, because it's like that's see, bad. I want to, I want to ask which number dungeon it is, but he hasn't been through. I have, dungeons. I have no idea. Um, 
I don't know. I'm just getting really frustrated. I kind of like, it's almost like, man, being on YouTube and like looking up like stuff for a game you were trying to avoid. Don't do it. Or don't even look up anything because now it's just kind of like, oh yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out which character he's talking about. It's, it cannot possibly be number five. That wouldn't spoil anything. I mean, I literally, I literally could have no idea. You could just use like made up names and probably make as much sense to me. Well, no, because I'm trying to like, I'm trying just to not think about it. Just disconnect from all all forms of the internet. <laughs> all right, so we're going to stop talking about Persona 5 before Zach says something or I mention something. Yeah, no, we're walking on eggshells here. I have I've really liked this game. I, I have never, as much as I like 3 and 4, I actually didn't beat those ones because at some point it was like, uh, I think I said 4, I already knew the story, but 5, it's like, man, this is so cool because like all of this is brand new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really liking the structure of this one a lot more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's enough. Sounds like you uh, you managed your time effectively this past week. Mm. Uh, I super managed my time effectively. Okay. In game and out of the game. Hey, I got all of my errands done and I got a bunch of Persona 5 time. Mm. I call that a win. I do have to say, mm-hmm. getting a bunch of errands done is basically what you do in Persona 5. So you basically were just like, get got a bunch of errands done, then got a bunch of errands done. Uh, it's, it's a game... Yeah, that's- it's a game with time management mechanics. How strangely appropriate. Whoa, weird. I know, it's so bizarre. Mm, hooray. Well, thank God our our uh, subject this week isn't time management. Otherwise, that'd be just too on the nose. Oh my two, God, two, Adam. Two. I'm so mad at you. I'm, so, I'm, I'm flailing. I'm flailing my arms. That is Why, exactly what our topic is. It's all about oh, time management. Oh my goodness, The entire no. premise... The entire premise this week is that we talk about time management in video games and real time and fake time. And I wanted to, I wanted to do that, but we can't now because you don't want. No, to. I think it's fine. Now we've okay. managed. Now that I know what it is, I can manage my time effectively to accommodate both fake time and real time. Well, Adam, uh, I have a question for you regarding that very topic. Oh, geez. Okay. Okay. This question is for for everyone. How many hours a week do you play the video games? Uh, I ask this because it kind of works into the whole time management thing. We're managing our time around a hobby. Like, you mm-hmm. know, it seems like a fair way to fair way to open up to the subject. Okay, I, I guess I'll start. Um, so this past week of being able just to take time off and play Persona 5 is mm-hmm. a fucking, like, rarity nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on average, I, I think I play games maybe like two, maybe three three hours a night or so Mm. that and it that varies drastically depending on what i'm doing Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. most of the time it has been well recently it has been like oh hey i'll go play a few a couple hours of overwatch because i can just kind of get in get out real quick with that game Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but i think that's about as much time as i usually have dedicated to it it's usually later in the evening now because i have to get off work and i have to get whatever dinner thing or whatnot Mm, it's it's your but late yeah. night thing that makes sense yeah mm-hmm. i'm 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 pretty similar i think i average out about like four or five a week maybe i like get like an hour in here and there during one of the nights um this week it's actually been a little less because i have terrible wi-fi um it's actually going to get fixed very very soon but until then it's been solo games for me so there you go oh my god that new wi-fi isn't working out so yeah hot, apparently well i mean it's working now but the thing is if i wanted to say like do a game that constantly has updates and posts and gets and all of that, then it's going to get a little cranky cranky. Mm. Yeah. Luckily I'm getting a little adapter on my guy. So then I'll be, I'll be back on overwatch soon enough playing tracer. So don't worry about that. Okay. Mm. All right. I look forward to the tracer playing. Yay. I, so, so in terms of me, I, 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 I say 
I probably play two to four hours a day, which puts me up at like uh, 14 to 28 hours a week. Mm. I I kind of make it a point, and I mean, it depends. If you count like role-playing game stuff, it probably goes up a little bit. Oh, but, like uh, your D&D. Yeah, like, like D&D takes up like here, say goodbye to like three hours on Wednesday, say goodbye to like four or five hours on Monday. Um and so just my total gaming time probably hangs out at over 20 hours a week um at like 20 maybe 30 hours a week okay and i think that's just because i am really consistent about allotting time for myself to play games Mm -hmm. i don't schedule a lot of stuff um and so it's kind of like while all my friends have girlfriends well sorry while all my friends are dating other people. Hey. Yeah, I know. Not you, Drew. Thanks. Wow. I feel so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fucking, okay. fucking throw Drew under the bus. Everybody under the friends. goddamn bus tonight. It's but really no. it's really hot under here. Because so you know. while, while everybody else is sort of like going out, and I, and a lot of my friends are dating people or sort of like in a long-term oh, relationships. Oh, you're digging, you're digging deeper. And so like um, I'll be sitting around on like a Friday evening going like, huh, that's weird. Nobody's doing anything tonight. Oh, right. They're all they're all going on dates with each other so i guess i'm gonna play some video games tonight <laughs> so like for me it's just that's just sort of the the default for for how i mm. do things and so it just makes it a lot easier and it also is a factor of like i'm really tidy and quick about my meals and things like that again like Aww. i just have a lot of a lot a lot of allotted free time and mm. i use it to my advantage and just play tons of games well mm. that answer <laughs> that answer is both, you know, um, commendable for his commitment to his hobby. Mm-hmm. Also sad for the, well, I don't really got anything going on. So <laughs> yeah, it's, well, the thing is, well, well, here's the thing is like, uh, like you guys probably, well, I, I know Drew at least knows this and Adam, you probably know this. Like when people invite me to things, I go to them. <laughs> it's just, I'm still salty like, at you. Just, just so you know, I'm still salty. Oh yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's no, just this like the second time Zach has digging his, Dug himself into this hole. Adam, Adam. <laughs> this is one of the top ten anime betrayals of all time. Wow. Right up there with the first time he did this. But I get what you're saying. It's kind of like, you know, it, it, it's a hobby that, you know, we all kind of enjoy. So, you know, it is something that we will allot time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've said before, um, we had, you know, our episode of What Makes a Gamer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can definitely say that when I was a kid or much younger, um, I had a lot of more free time to play games, um, you know, which actually now shocks me that I that I feel that way because looking back, it's like, man, didn't I have like homework and all these kind of things? How the hell was I actually finding time to play games? Oh, man. I, now I feel like now I have more free time. Well, because you're, it's you're more effective at, at timing, I think. When you're a kid, you have like no concept, at least for me, like I had like no concept of like what was what was like appropriate to box my time into yeah just like do whatever and if it worked out that i went to school on time well great that's nice yeah so um i for me timing as like a kid i was like super bad at it and i Mm -hmm. mostly compensated by not doing homework so there's me (laughs) (laughs) wonderful i did i I did my homework and all that stuff. I'm just like... I I did too. I wasn't a delinquent. Wow, Drew, you delinquent? (laughs) I bet you have a record and everything. Oh my God. I I bet the principal knows you... I bet the principal knows you by first name. He knows me by my KD score. What? (laughs) Oh, dang. uh, You know, try to make time for it. And that's always the problem. It's like there's never as much much time as you'd want for it. That's true. If I could... 
I I wish somebody would just keep paying me to like not do anything so I could just keep playing more Persona Five because fuck, I really like that game. Yeah, I no, mean, we're not get, we're not getting back into this. Well, I mean, follow up, follow up. Um, okay. Not just like how many hours do you play, but like this is about time management. Like, how do you? What are the patterns you have around playing a game? Like, what? what how do you like break that stuff down? Like for me, I typically have like half hour blocks right like i don't really sit mm-hmm. for long sessions at a time and that kind of helps me get some variety in like i i don't really like to do any one thing for like like eons at a time i need a breather so for me like that's why yeah. some games tend to right that actually dictates some mm-hmm. of the games that i like to play like i actually went through like a whole like like phone apps thing for a long time just because they were designed around the idea of like you know you pick this up you do it then you go like that's me, yeah, and that kind of helps me like I, break between the two worlds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in in between. Um, like I said, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually was just talking to one of our friends about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go back to when I was a kid, I was much more likely to sit down and just like play one game all day. Mm-hmm. But now I, I've kind of gotten this point where uh, I'm kind of like usual. I, I do like taking blocks of time to kind of do other things. Like if I just have a couple free moments. Uh, you know, I might, that's kind of why I think I like that Fire Emblem Heroes games, because it's like, oh, it's a little tactics game, but it takes like a half minute to do a couple maps or something like that. And that's kind of fun. Or why I kind of, uh, why I kind of gravitate more to like Overwatch and stuff like that, because you can play a couple rounds in a few hours and, you know, feel like, all right, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I still really enjoy like the big RPGs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I see. Um, but I, I have found that, and why I was, re- why I think looking back on it why it's taking me a long time to actually get as far get as far into as i have in persona 5 which i think i butchered that sentence maybe uh, okay. i've been making i've been making progress slower because when i'm playing a big rpg i want to like devote a giant chunk of time to mm-hmm. it i want to just be able to sit down and play through it uh especially if it's one i'm really excited about like mm-hmm. this one was but it's like well when i come home i only have a few hours and like i, f- I feel like i won't get as much done so i'd much rather just kind of do something real quick and then when I finally have the big chunk of time, then I'll start playing like like an RPG or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think the last time I like sat down for like a really long time was Oxenfree. And I did that with a friend and it was just kind of like this thing we did like for mm-hmm. the evening. And that was just because it was like this like it was kind of designed to be played very continuously. Like, you know, there's just like this narrative arc that you really want to get the ending. Like that'll, yeah, I... that'll typically be it. It's like if there's a carrot at the end for me to head towards, like that's when I like I just like, you know, like I got to finish off a chapter. Like that's kind of how I organize my time. It's like usually you can break things up enough mm. you know yeah and that that's the thing of like a game's pacing that it has mm-hmm. these natural breakpoints in it mm-hmm. you know uh like if you play a match of overwatch the the natural breakpoint is did you just finish a match that's probably a good place to jump out uh jrpgs especially ha- will go long stretches of time without letting you feel like i can take a break now mm-hmm. yeah and I, admittedly um like the Persona series in particular that you're going through is kind of bad about it because because it, it's got that sort of like one more turn effect wherein like mm-hmm. you can stop at any day but just one more day come on so just one more day and then yeah. maybe just one more week and then maybe just one more month and see it now just you get keeps... into like the whole addictive nature yeah. of like drugs well it's so... I don't think it <laughs> a little bit. I don't think it's an an addictive nature it's not quite addictive like, you... but it's got a, it's got this sort of like you know like 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I can. Do I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. Do another like, one. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Like, like the upsell, right? Like, oh, I'll just get like this one like little thing. Yeah. So I'll just tack it mm-hmm. off. Um, I think it's more like 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 Civ, Civ like the Civ games yeah, do yeah. that thing where it's like you know, okay, this seems like a good place stuff, but you know, you're still working towards this thing. You could keep going until like that building's done, but in the time that it's taking you to build that building, you've probably started something else. So wouldn't it be nice mm-hmm. to like yeah, finish that next? I, I think yeah. people like stop. Uh, maybe this is generalization for me, but I feel like people like like being able to take natural break points from it. Mm-hmm. It's why people like episodic shows because it's like I can just do this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I entirely. So sorry. I was gonna say I entirely agree with you, Zach, about like Persona can often feel kind of bad at that because there are there are already pre-built in checkpoints for it. Like, oh, complete like play up to the deadline, but those deadlines are really long sometimes, and it's like it's really fun to play it. Yeah, like, I, like they're really fun. Like people wouldn't keep coming back if they weren't. But it's also like, man, I'm really tired, but I'm almost there. Yeah, just gotta so, just gotta keep going. So so the thing is, the Persona games also have. Like Persona Five is this pretty well. The uh, the safe rooms. No more Persona. I'm sorry, but but the safe rooms in the dungeons are actually really good breakpoints. You can just like stop there, mm. stop playing, and then be like, I'm good, I'm good. Um, but yeah, so yeah. so getting on with my sort of time management, I think um I think for me it depends a bit. It, it's a bit depends on like what my mood is, but like uh there are certain games that I like to play for like the short time span in the same way that that Adam likes to play Overwatch and sort of go like well I've got a few hours I'll just play that thing I I like playing and then I think there are other experiences I think games that are meant for sort of longer experiences like Final Fantasy 14 or Persona 5 um I I'm definitely the kind of person that can sit down and just plow through it and just to give an example like yesterday I think I spent I literally like rolled out of bed started playing Persona uh, start, sorry, started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh, thank goodness. Kept play- yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say Persona Five again. I it's weird because like sometimes I see that you're ex- you're like oh man Persona Five sounds cool, but then we start talking about it, and you're like no no more. There's a threshold like there's there's the initial dip where it's like oh yeah that's cool that sounds fun, and then it, like there's a point where the where it just switches over. I'm like oh listen okay here we listen. go. Listen, <laughs> if I had to sit through months and months of people gushing about Undertale nonstop. <laughs> You bet your ass. Now you have. Now people have to deal with me. Talking Undertale about takes 5. like two hours to play. No, it, <laughs> it barely takes forever. It is a life changing event. Yeah, uh, but I get your point. Moving uh, forward, it, it's to just kind of say the episode's about time management, and mm-hmm. that whole game is about how you manage your time. Yeah, kind of deal. That's the other thing about Persona Five that's like relevant. But but anyway, so I. Like, I literally, I played, and then I went and got groceries, I came back, and then I played again, and then I had dinner, and then I came back, and I played again. Like, I I think I played a good eight straight hours of Final Fantasy fourteen yesterday. Jesus <laughs> um, Christ! Well, maybe not eight straight hours, but like eight hours with breaks. Let me ask, um, oh, finish your answer. Then I'll, uh, I'll, on the I'll... flip side, I literally had nothing else to do that day. But, uh... You could have seen it. Well, I guess, no, we moved that. No. But, um, mm. but uh, like, like, for me, it was just like, you know, hey, I can play this game all day. Sure, why not? Um, and and I immensely enjoyed the experience, and I'm getting closer to level seventy. It's just very cool. Um, and then and then on the other hand, there's like Persona Five, and you you all knew what was happening to me. I think I was talking about it. I think we were doing this podcast while I was running through Persona Five, where like I was willing to like sit down and be like, I'm going to finish this game, and then just like dumped six hours every every night into it until I just got to the end. So I'm willing to put in the extra hours when a game, like when a game asks me for requiring me to do so. But again, I think mm-hmm. 
obviously that comes at the cost of the of just like i do it because i'm not doing anything else like when i get super busy when i do have other things i'm doing i don't play games yeah. as much and so i think it's just sort uh, of like games fill my free time i was gonna say it's like it kind of again it depends on how busy people are like yeah, yeah. i think if people have like a lot of stuff going on these very bite-sized kind of blocks of time can be really good and i think that's why like you know mobile games are so big Mm-hmm. Um, because you, it is, it's just like, I only have like five minutes. Let me just do this little thing in my phone and make some progress. Um, mm-hmm. versus, Hey, I got a couple hours. Let me sit down and sink some time into this, like this really big game. Um, uh, well, you know, that, that kind of gets us to the, the, the next question, the next set of questions that I wanted to cover, um, okay. which is how does a game or how do you prefer a game divide up your time? You know, how do you prefer a game prioritize time and do time management for you? Like, do you prefer if a game, like, intentionally breaks itself up? Like, if you're, like, maybe Zach and you want those longer things, do you want that, like, entire... Do you want, like, a like a two-hour session of Dota or something? Or do you want, like, the quick, like, ten-minute rounds of, like, an Overwatch? Hmm, like, how do you God, prefer a game? You, like, what, what's up? Could you imagine if Dota took two hours to play each round? I I mean, I I know it takes a long time. I know my brother can stay it at takes, it for quite some time. It takes... Four 45 minutes to an hour at most to play those games uh, i could see a two-hour game happen i mean but, yeah a two-hour game can't happen but, I, but that that's that's talking semantics yeah, but yeah. i get what drew's saying of like man i i gotta be honest when i was in le- kind of into league it blew me away that one game could last 45 minutes yeah no i was like well, that's how, that too well, that's i'm oh, sorry go ahead uh no what are you gonna say i was gonna say that's how i feel about like civilization right like yeah. there's a game where a quote one like a single game can take like <laughs> a week it could take like an eternity and that's like it's supposed yeah. to be like one game hey and drew like, at, what's up hey drew you want to know you want to know how long it took me to beat a game of civilization i want to know how long did it take you about like i i did a short game and it took me about eight hours oh see that that's what i mean this... like they call it a game it's like a whole <laughs> It's like a work. It's like well, a whole deal. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped playing Civilization after I got a job. <laughs> you can't. Mm-hmm. You like I have Europa Universalis uh, is another series that that does the same thing. I only play those games when I am not currently working because you cannot play them if you have anything else going on. Well, like yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel about them, and it's like they don't have that natural cadence where you break in them for me. Like. Maybe you'll get to a new era or something, but it almost feels like they're intended to be played in like one continuous like chunk. I think I which think to yeah. me is or... insane. Like I can't do that. So the I thing never is, could do that. So so there are certain games like Universal was uh the Euro- the Europa Universalis series is a little bit better, but uh, it's true. There's like always these sort of like events going on, and I think for those games mm-hmm. it's just about being able to tell yourself I've got an hour to play this because because people do they'll they'll go onto these games and they'll play for like an hour or two and then they'll stop mm-hmm. and then the next day they'll mm-hmm. go on and play another hour or two and then they go on and play another hour or two and they'll mm-hmm. slowly build their way towards the end of the game um and and, and they do play it like that but it, again mm-hmm. for me it's like I, I i also want those natural break points where just like yeah. at least give it to me like once an hour and be like mm-hmm. all right hours over if you want to stop here's a good stopping point if you want to keep going you can keep going mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i was gonna say and i feel like at some point we're just <laughs> what was it you called it drew passive agreeing with each other oh, violent point. agreeing violent, it's violent agreeing. Agreeing. Violent passive agreeing. agreeing is just like a shrug and going like yeah yeah like violent agreement is like oh my god blue is blue oh, excuse me blue is also blue shit blue <laughs> could be blue um 
So, I, like I said, and like I think we've all said, I, I do really like when games kind of have these nice natural breakpoints to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like whenever... The games that I kind of like are ones where I can sit down, play for however long the session. Like, maybe I only want a couple hours in mm-hmm. for, like, an Overwatch. Or I want the big chunk for, like, an RPG. I always like games where I can come away from a session feeling like I've made progress to something. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a feeling I got... I would sometimes not get from like say uh, when I was playing uh, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I felt like I could sit there and play that, and I while yes, I did technically make progress. It didn't actually feel like I had actually accomplished anything with that. Mm-hmm. So I like these games where it's like you know you can plug sit some time down and play, and you will make some kind of progress. Either you know as you as a player you've gained some experience, or maybe you've progressed further into the story or something like that. Uh, I've never been a big fan of the games where it's like all right, I'm going to go do these X amount of things. Yeah, so... Um, so I guess that's not entirely true because I'm also playing that Fire Emblem game when that can also be like, I just played an hour of that. I didn't fucking do anything, but I leveled up people. So, <sighs> like, I, I do want to give an example um, for that for that sort of, like, progression thing. I... So I play Final Fantasy XIV, as I've been mentioning a bunch of times. And so they have, like, a main story that you follow along as you're going mm-hmm. through the sort of main quest and, and going to the different quest locations. Mm-hmm. And I get to each of them and I'll complete a quest and then I look around and it opens up like eight side quests. Mm-hmm. And my very first thought when those quests come up is I'm just like, oh, God fucking damn it. Right? Because right. you want to no, go do them. Because I know. Right like, because it's like, I, I, you know that they're like not important. You know that they're just kind of like almost frivolous and maybe not even very well written or done. But you know you have to do some of them and you have that completionist me- mindset. Yeah, you have the, like, the, the sort of completionist mindset and you look around at all these fucking quests and you're just like, I'm going to have to go fucking do all these, aren't I? Um, like, I, I remember in Skyrim, God, like I... Like, there was this part of me that wanted to just finish the game, quote unquote, but then, like, all the side quests were more interesting, but there were, like, 12 of them every time I went to a you know, new town. that's actually a game I can say. Uh, one series I just could not get into is I did not get into the Elder Scrolls series mm-hmm. because of how, um, you, you know, when you talk time management, you're also talking about game structure, and there was just so little structure, I felt, to Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls games. There was, like, this just isn't for me kind of deal i mean with me there was no sense of immediacy like there's supposed to be like the apocalypse happening with dragons but like everyone's just kind of like out doing their thing like hanging out in the village yeah yeah there's there's some strange incongruities to how the elder scroll games work and i hope they fix those in the future but it's also sort of like i don't know they they've done things to improve their ai and then they don't put it in their games and it bothers me well like i don't even know if it's ai it's just like like it's supposed to be like a dark dreary setting and like no one seems to really be taking it seriously uh this this kind of also rolls into another point about Mm -hmm. the way i had like about time management is that sometimes uh games can almost have too much to do i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know if you guys ever have this problem but like, sorry, Drew, I'm going to bring this up again. When I was playing Persona at some point, you reach a point where it's like... <sighs> sorry, Drew. Are you are you going to moan every time I mention it? It's a heavy sigh, but yes, I will do a heavy sigh every time you say it. But go on, go on, I know what you mean. Well, all right, well, thanks, Drew. Um, it, it's just like, you can run into this problem where... And like, Skyrim's a good example. I use Persona just because it was something I was playing currently. Is that you suddenly have so many options to do things, you almost kind of get lost in like, all right, what should I 
do kind of thing and that oh, can, yeah. and like taking the time to actually figure out what you want to do next can often be detrimental to a game or it kind of hurts the time management yeah because it. it's like what do i actually like i know what i want to do but then i'm looking at this like all right what is all of this yeah that's the thing is a lot of times a percent of five killed me on this respect is that like there were some times where i'd like i'm like i want to do this thing i like i want to increase the social step for instance it's happened so frequently and then i'd like be like all right how do i do that how do i accomplish that and i think it'll like look up a guide and figure out like oh that's the best way of doing this and i'm like okay mm-hmm. cool so i have to do it on this day at this time and it and i think while it is sort of part of the whole persona games is sort of figuring out how in the living hell you schedule your life um it is also somewhat of a detriment in terms of like the, your time management in the game and sort of like going like like as a part of that game, how do I schedule my day and all that? It's just this confusing mess and you're just not sure what to do. Yeah. Well, isn't that the maybe like the point of the game, though, is that like yeah. life is confusing and hard? Yeah. Like I thought that was yeah. kind of like part of that, the point. That's that is part things. of the. <laughs> that is one of the things is just like, you know, you want to do these things like their games have like so much content in them now. That you mm-hmm. want to make sure you see what you want. And that kind of goes into another, like, something I was going to ask of, like, when we talk about time management, another thing you could talk about is, do you actually go back and replay games often? Very and for me, God. I rarely have time to, like, especially with big RPGs and one of my, like, this is actually changing after this big session. I'm like, damn, maybe I will do a second playthrough of game that should not be mentioned. Uh, but it was like, man, there's just so much to do. I want to make sure I see the things that I can. So... Not only can it sometimes be hard because it's like, wow, I have too many choices, but like, is this actually going to help the thing I'm trying to pursue? Because sometimes it's like, you you try to do these things, but I don't really know how to put it into words, but I hope you get what I'm saying. It's just like, games have so much content and you want to be able to see the things at the time you have allotted to them. And it can often be very hard to actually get to those things because sometimes it's like, oh, this is gated off by this or... You know, MMOs have like you need to do X amount of things to actually get to this thing. Like, well, I but I don't have oh, that amount of time. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, like taking like I think the classic example for me is Final Fantasy thirteen, where apparently the game changes significantly. It does like twenty in or thirty 10. hours in. Yeah, no. Like I, I remember that was the big criticism. Is like the game basically gets good or gets very interesting after you've invested like so like. A giant can I, amount of time can I tell the story yeah. of how I played Final Fantasy 13 and how I did that section? I played Final Fantasy 13 because I was looking for some fucking spectacle. Like, I was looking for pretty cutscenes and I was looking for, like, goofy over-the-top bullshit. And mm. the first 10 to 20 hours of Final Fantasy 13 100% delivered on this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get, <laughs> like, the combat, meh, could be better. Um, the story, meh, could be better. Um... Mm. The, but the at gameplay, least it was going. Yeah, the the gameplay extremely linear. Um, like everything was like on on fucking rails all the way down. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like it was coloring my perception because this was the first time I had spent a bunch of time playing a Final Fantasy game. So it was coloring mm-hmm. my perspective on Final Fantasy games in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get to chapter ten. There's thirteen chapters in in, in Final Fantasy thirteen. And the okay. game just like turns into an open field and says, here, go play some side quests. And I shit you not, I was a little upset. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I would be too. That actually like, sounds really frustrating. Because I was like, wait, I'm not on rails anymore? Shit, where's my spectacle? <laughs> well, the other thing is, is that the game doesn't, uh, you know, when it, when it goes open world or open sandbox field kind of deal, 13 mm-hmm. 
kind of just go nuts. You can do some of these things if you want. And then if you, even if you go and do those things, they don't actually matter to anything. It's yeah. not like, you know, it, it, it'd be one thing if it says, okay, now you're on, I think it was Grand Pulse. Yeah. And you need to go find these relics or something. And now it's kind of open up to you and you can explore how you want. That'd be one thing. But yeah. really what happens is it puts you down on Grand Pulse and says, hey, you're still going to point B, but now you can fuck off and go to all these other points. It's like, but yeah, the game, now, there's the game no, just, now there's no point to that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. so they basically just like made a big, they made a big open field and a couple of other open fields. There was, there was just mm-hmm. like a couple of open spaces and they were just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you could just keep going or you could mm-hmm. sit around and dick around in the side quests. The problem was for me, I knew, I straight up knew they expected you to do a lot of those side quests. So I was running around Grand Pulse for a good, like, four or five hours, just going like, I'm doing pointless bullshit side quests. Why am I still here? Mm-hmm. I think this has probably been brought up, but actually, uh, Final Fantasy 15 kind of does the inverse of that, where it really? starts super big, uh-huh. and, towards the, and towards the end, it gets very linear but there's kind of a reason like a, there's a narrative story reason why it gets linear so i was more forgiving of that where it's like mm-hmm. okay like in in universe it would now make no sense for noctis and the gang to like go do their thing okay. uh, that's kind of why you know when, when zach says hey you know uh at some point p5 gets a little bit more structures like well knowing what i know about that game i can see that happening um and so uh, to bring it back to time management well it, like wait wait a second like you still get the you can do whatever the hell you want with your time thing of P5? I, I get I get that Zach but uh, oh like, right okay yeah I, I was just using it as an example right uh, but you know like when there's just so much to do you can often get stuck in the what is it the tragedy of choices or something like that or uh, tragedy yeah. of wealth tragedy of wealth where it's like i have so many things to do what do i actually do now mm-hmm. um, you have no direction. that's why yeah that's why I always really like game. Like I really like games that like have a mission kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you know, these are all broken up into missions. Go do these missions and stuff. Or really like sectioned off. Like this dungeon is this portion. So like, oh, I can go play that bit and then be kind of done with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I'm kind of in that camp myself. How, how do you feel about games that have like almost a? I, they're rare, but like some games they actually persona is an example like they have a limited amount of time you have to complete it right like they they mm. actually give you like a cap like the, the thing i think of is uh, is pikmin right and that yeah, game, right. the yeah. premise is you land on a planet you have 30 days to gather the parts to make your ship work and so like the way you choose to like go to point a point b and like dictate your time is mm-hmm. super crucial and so like the game time that's limited but the planning time while i'm chilling in the menus thinking things over like like quadruples for me because it's very nerve-wracking to like decide uh how do i do this yeah, what my, if i do this this the other thing that was my yeah. biggest stretch factor with pikmin because i got to like day five and i hadn't done anything and i was just like oh fuck <laughs> how did you, oh yeah. god were you just like building Pikmin. up an army? Because like Pikmin's I, hard, man. Pikmin is a hard game. <laughs> Surprising, it's very brutal. Uh, our next question: uh, What games do not care about your time commitments? Um, uh, Civilization, obviously. Yeah, like we we kind of yeah. naturally segued into this one. Um, so this is just a like angry grumble time for games that were just like, ah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, uh, Persona Five <laughs> killed my time. Like yeah. it, uh, it, no, it, no, <laughs> Zach, it. It said, take your time. It, oh, right. Remember, the loading screen kept telling you it was taking your time. 
and mm-hmm. to take your time. Yeah. But yes. Oh, uh, God, I love that loading screen. It, it is just like, yeah, Civ... it's just like, don't worry about it, man. Just take your time with this game. And I was literally there sitting there like, I'm like, game, it is 1130 at night and I need to sleep. Yeah. That w- well, See, Mona that's... will tell you to go sleep. <laughs> that's so nice. See, I like that. I like it when a game's like, hey, um, man, you got shit to do. I got shit to do. Like, let's just, let's just meet halfway. Like, yeah. I like that. Well, Civ, Civ never a... gave me that. Civ was no, just like, hey. Civ... <laughs> Civ was hardline like you know you could do whenever I think of the game that is secretly drugs Civ is always the game that comes to mind because it's just like was it you or I think it was Zach like we had we tried to do like a multiplayer game and it took us like an entire night to do the setup for the game oh dude Uh, Drew I remember you and I both hit a point where like okay we are we're done nothing has happened here and I know Zach and uh, Matt I think it was Matt last week were like yeah, let's keep going. And we're like, nah, fam. I'm, I'm really done. Yeah, no. That was... See, the thing is, because me and Matt really like Civilization, so we were just like... Well, yes, hey, it, was also a cur- it was also a, a curb stomp symphony of, I'm going to build this thing. Oh, I just conquered that thing. Like, the t- tangent, I remember me and Matt were forming a truce and, like, setting up trade routes with each other. Drew was attacking Zach, and oh, Zach right. was like, "I fucking remember." Oh, that's like, right. That's right. Because like, I did, I gave no fucks. I was just like, I don't feel very committed anymore. Yeah, he just threw I troops said- at me, and I was just like, Drew, why? It's the renegade so, strategy. Do so, what is unexpected. Drew and Zach were having this war. Me and Matt were like, "Hey, Matt, do you want to set up some trade routes?" Well, that sounds really good, Adam. Yes, thank you. And you're like, "Yeah, these trade routes are fucking rad." If they come at me, let's protect each other. I'm like, yes, this alliance cannot fail. Did you not see how my attack strategy was playing out, where I was leaving <laughs> you alone in order to conquer the nearest, uh, the nearest anyone? Let's see. What other games don't care about your time commitments? Um, don't don't care. Zero MMOs. Given. I have. A, I feel like we've talked to them about the death, but just to mention again, MMOs. I feel like do not care that you have time commitment i mean that's why i They're stay like, away from dota dude like like i've seen uh, no no those are games those are mobas those are mobas not mobas. oh well but, like uh, okay for me it's for me it's mobas for me it's MOBAs. yes I, I was actually about to say uh mobas one of the things that really kind of pulled me out of that whole thing is that one game could take like 45 to an hour long and you can't stop like and, and that's one round so it's like okay i know we're getting stomped here i really want to just concede and say we're done mm-hmm. so i can go on to something else but often it's like no everybody wants to stay and it's like i, I really don't want to play this game anymore and i feel like that's why people get super salty in uh mobas mm. yeah yeah they're just maybe they're just tired they're just tired they're exhausted that actually makes yeah. a weird kind of sense yeah uh, um okay any, any more games that have like uh, vexed you that you need to just like get off your chest just i was gonna say uh the thing i was gonna say about mmos is not only are they big Mm-hmm. Uh, a new trend with MMOs, uh, Overwatch does this, are any games that have time-locked content. Like, Ooh, Overwatch what does that, that. What do you mean by that? That literally, bu- Zach, they just, there's their events, the, the, like, the summer event and all that, that's time-locked, like, you oh, can't get that content. Oh, right, yes. right, right. You know, so, that is a big thing. I actually wanted to ask you, um... I know Final Fantasy XV does this. They have like a time locked festival every so often, right? Like they just had the yeah. Assassin's Creed one. They had the ramen one. Fourteen like, does that as well, but it's uh, it's more minor considering. Well, for for fourteen, 
like how do i put this 14 makes sense because it's on a subscription kind of thing and you're just kind of playing it so it's like hey with your subscription there's this bonus event going on here yeah exactly and you can do this thing and you're still interacting with all these people um this may be this is if we ever do an episode on like dlc like mm-hmm. a download content one thing that like absolutely infuriates me is time locked dlc or time locked content for single player mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. uh like 15 has their dream carnival thing and i really just wish it was like buy this season pass get a thing and now you can just go to that event i don't have to feel like oh i have to find some time to actually sit down and play it like the assassin's creed thing is like also like i'm not really playing that game right now do i really need to do this can't i can't it just be here when i decide to come back to it Mm. uh so mmos do that like ff14 had an event for a series called garo which I really like, but that was all time-locked shit, and it's like, well, I guess I can't get that anymore. Like, that's kind of a bummer. And I mean, Overwatch does a similar thing. Like, you know, you'll have, like, I remember the anniversary was, like, really hectic because I wanted to get, like, certain exclusive skins, and I knew that, like, if I wasn't playing a whole lot at this particular time, I was not going to get them. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I guess I grew up in a time when, like, you could maybe have, like, a winter event or something, something that was seasonal, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know uh, RuneScape, one of the few MMOs I ever played, like, you know, winter happens, there's a bunch of, like, you know, little Christmas hats or, like, you know, per- party yeah. games you get. Yeah, the thing is, fall- like, yeah. and the thing is, is that usually you get those for free. Mm-hmm. Like, usually you just show up, like, they're just like, hey, if you log on on Christmas on RuneScape, they'll just give you a free Santa hat. And everybody's wearing Santa hats. Yay! Yeah, and it, it's fun. Yeah, and it's a fun little thing. But I think what's happened with the sort of events recently, especially with, like, the Overwatch and loot boxes, things like that, is, like, beca- especially because of the Overwatch loot box stuff, is, like, oh yeah, you can't, you don't just get stuff, you, you don't just show up and then you get the thing and then, like, if you put, like, you all you have to do is show up during that time no you have to go Mm. show up put a lot of time into it or put some money into it and then like hope you get the thing you want and i think that's just sort of like a recipe for no good no no good no bueno yeah Mm -hmm. the games that like don't respect a time like you know they they just do not care about your time commit are ones that have like the timed content stuff because like we've just said it used to be you could just jump in but now they are pretty much seemingly designed that this event is only going to run for like maybe two maybe three weeks if you Mm -hmm. actually want all of the stuff that you want you're either going to have to just be playing a ton Mm -hmm. like way more than you might normally because often they are more rare than often like that's one of the things that kind of started bumming me out about overwatch stuff is that the the seasonal events like the cool skins all of them are legendary so like Mm -hmm. they're really hard to get yeah like it it's the difference between like here's this cool thing we get to do because it was easy to program in and it's fun versus like being held hostage right like you gotta you gotta put this time in right if you want to get a thing that's probably a good way to think about it the the content that you you know when it's an online game for like where it's like cosmetic stuff i guess it's like it's fine but when it's like you bought the damn game can't that just kind of get the the stuff that comes with it I don't know. It's a it's a tricky slope, and like you could we could do a whole episode on it. But like games that have the time limit stuff just do not care about your time commitments. Yeah, but you know what? Also, game does not care about your time commitments. What motherfucking Animal Crossing just does not care, <laughs> Adam? It seems like there's some pain there. There's some beef here. Oh, you got some beef. This is a, uh, Animal Crossing. Just like if I remember the events correctly, it was always like you have one day to get this holiday item. And fuck you if you happen to be like, it's like, oh man, there's a cool, there's this character that has these items who will only appear on Christmas. Hmm. And it's 
like how many kids are actually able to play the, uh, their game on Christmas? That's like you know you got to do family stuff. It's like bullshit. Mm. Um, that's why the, these rumors of a Animal Crossing mobile game. I'm like, oh god, oh if god, that happens, I'm a dead man. Oh no. Uh, well, you, you won't be able to play your Fire Emblem anymore. You'll have to pick a side, or you could do both. You both. Mm. Both would be oh, too far, Sir Adam. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't take it. Don't go for the dark side. On that note. <laughs> Um, unless you guys got anything else you want to say about games that do not care about your commitments, there's one more question here. Uh, what are some interesting things you've seen games do with real time as a mechanic? Like, maybe, like, a good way of respecting your time, or messing with time, or just mechanically something to do with managing your time as a person. There was, so just to clarify, in the question it says use of real time, you're talking about, like, in actual real time, the game will change to fit kind of your schedule kind of deal. Yeah, just like what are some interesting things that a game has done regarding like your actual play style, like your actual time? Um, I can think yeah. of two right now. Okay. One of them, uh, one of them, I'm pretty sure not many people have played. The other one, I know at least Zach has played. Oh, hello. Uh, the one that I don't think be have you guys heard of Boktai? The sun is in your hands. What is what? this? I'm looking it up immediately. I know what it is. This is so, a vampire game, right? Yes. Boktai <laughs> was, I believe it was a Kojima game for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, nice. And it had, the whole premise was you were a vampire. I think you were either a vampire or vampire hunter kind of guy. And you had this gun that was based on solar energy. And the way they played with time is the cartridge on, the actual cartridge had a reader like a sensor that could sense how bright it was. Yeah. And oh. depending, if you were playing in a really bright, the the idea was you'd be playing out in the sun. And if you were playing in the daytime, you would get extra power to, to fight monsters. I think it was a bit easier. But I believe if you played at night, it was, um, it was darker. The enemies are harder, but you got better rewards. I think there was something like that. Interesting. Huh. I remember uh, that, and I remember thinking that it was weird that you were being encouraged to play games during the day, because for me, traditionally, day was like a time when you're supposed to be out and about and playing, and during the night was when you turned on your devices. So uh, I always thought that was kind of cool that they inverted it for you. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, you could kind of cheat it by just putting a light on there. <laughs> like, yeah. I did find that funny. Well, you know. Put it near the lamp, and then it'll pretend it's daytime. Uh, the other one is uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Actually did some goofy stuff. Oh, did they? So starting with Pokemon Gold and Silver, uh, you would enter the real time uh, that it was in the real world into your game. And starting with those games, I think it was at 6 p.m. It would switch to night. And it was entirely brand new thing for these games because like beforehand, Pokemon Red and Blue and Yellow, it was all just daytime. It was whatever. But now you had a day night cycle that wasn't just in universe it was based on is it dark outside hell yeah it is so it's dark in your game mm -hmm. Ooh, uh, and those are really cool i like those a lot pokemon sun and moon took this further in that they are uh inverse of each other mm -hmm. they're off by 12 hours oh that explains oh, a very, lot that explains a ton awesome. about my playthrough of so, moon pokemon sun is the exact same thing when the sun is out in the real world, the sun is out in the game. And when it's night in the game, when it's night in the real world, there's night in the game. Pokemon Moon, however, flips that. And when it, oh. it's daytime, when it's daytime in the real world, it's nighttime in the game. And you, you get the picture. I think That's... it was because Pokemon Moon had more Pokemon that were at night. And like, it's like, well, you know, Pokemon Moon, more of the, more of the events and stuff happen at night. 
but mm-hmm. people traditionally play games in the day uh, or something. It's like, so we will put the daytime and then we'll put the nighttime in the daytime so people can do these events that they want. It's like, what? That's really what? cool. That's really cool. I didn't know they did that. that. Is, you know what's cool about that? That explains. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't like, like you can still play at any time. It's just kind of synced differently. I don't know how I missed this for the entirety that I played Pokemon Moon, but it explains <laughs> a lot. I'd like, I'd like wake up in the morning and I played some Pokemon Moon, and it'd be like nine or ten in the morning, and I and I get mm-hmm. on, and it's night outside in the game, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's dark. All right, and then I'd open it up later, and it'd be nighttime, and I'd look at it and be like, oh, it's bright out. And I always just thought it was because it was running on like a you know one hour is a full day kind of day night cycle that most MMOs mm-hmm. run on. That's what I had assumed. Mm-hmm. But now that you explain it, never seemed this, weird. <laughs> it never seemed weird when you'd play for multiple hours and like, wow, it's still daytime. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it at all, which is bizarre. See, that, that's I why I like it, uh, though. It's subtle. Like, you don't need to be completely in tune with it. It's just kind of yeah. there. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I know. That's so cool. Uh, Those are I can think of. Super Brothers did a thing regarding the phases of the moon, I think. But I didn't play enough of it to really see. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Oh, uh, Super Sword and Sorcery? Yeah, yes. Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, that's, that's the part that tripped me up. Because, like, that... Zach, do you want to tell it? Do you want to tell? You, I you don't know. I don't remember it, honestly. Okay. So here's what I remember. Swords and Sorcery intended to be mobile game that was like weirdly intricate and did a whole lot of goofy things. It had this one section of the game where you had to go to that place during a certain moon cycle. And I believe that moon cycle was actually tied to the actual day of the week in like the real world. Yeah, it was like right? on a Tuesday or something. Yeah. And I remember you could do that or there was a way to cheat it where if you knew if you knew something, you could do something. But then the game would know you cheated and you would like get a bad ending or something. I remember because I, I didn't want to do it because I was worried I was going to accidentally cheat it instead of doing it correctly. But I couldn't find out the right time to show up somewhere. It, it was weird. That game's weird, man. Yeah. I've heard it's good. I haven't played it. I have it on my backlog of things. Oh, backlog. Ooh, backlog. Um, hmm. Well, I, I have one. I have one, one quick one, and it will take us to the land of Metal Gear Solid. Huh. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam, I think you know, but for those who yes. don't, I guess that might be Zach. Yeah, that in the be third me. game, In the third game, there is an enemy boss called The End, because in every Metal Gear game, there's like a little commando unit that you have to fight. They are your bosses. Uh, in this case, one of those bosses was this old sniper. Oh, I know about this. You would get stuck in this, like, one arena, and you would be, like, having a very slow, long, drawn-out battle of attrition. And it's really interesting. It's very well done. It's very creepy. Um, and there were a couple of ways to circumvent that, because the actual fight itself took forever, because it was a slow sniper driven fight where like you're literally just like hanging out trying to find the guy one thing you can do is if you turn your console off and you wait i think it's two weeks um or if you set the clock on your console two weeks ahead the game will recognize that so much time has passed that the end the boss you're fighting will have died of old age and you'll have like a little like short vignette saying oh you know he just he just like had a heart attack he's gone now he is like one with nature that was such a cool thing (laughs) it was so cool and like i don't even know how it got in there it was uh... that's one of kojima always puts these weird things in there what boggles me is how the hell did anybody figure that out (laughs) 
You know, that's the better question. Maybe someone somewhere must have just been like chilling and it happened by accident. Like they just like had their console off for like a long time. They went on a trip or something. But like, I remember like wanting to go back and actually do that as opposed to do the legit way of beating him just because it was so unique and it was mm. so interesting. Yeah, that uh, it seems like I, I still find that super funny that you're just like, I, you know what I bet it was? I bet somebody got really what? frustrated with that guy mm-hmm. and said, fuck it. Or, or or like they got to that boss and they were like, oh, I'll or come like back they, to this in two weeks. Yeah, they're like, yeah. you know what? I'm putting this down. I'm done with this game. I got to go. He, They rage quit. They it, like rage quit the, the game the... at that moment for whatever reason. And then they pick it up like two months later and they're like, all right, mm. I'm back in it. Let's do this. Get it done. And then they log on and the old man's died of old age. You're just, he's just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just wish it was like authentic for me because it didn't happen authentically. It happened because I heard about it through word of mouth. It would have been, I can just imagine the feeling of like, what the fuck? Is, what is life? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, I mean, then there's also the, I mean, if you want to get into that subject, there's also the, the one where switching controllers is the way to win the boss battle. Oh. Um. Oh, that's that more weird. that's more metal gear getting meta and stuff that's just metal really gear being weird uh one thing i did think was pretty interesting and this will be my last one is um i was comparing the way you make choices in a game like um like walking dead for telltale versus like um life is strange where in one mm-hmm. of those your decisions are on a timer and you have to like make choices very quickly and in the other one, you can just, like, go back and forth between all of your choices, and it doesn't actually... Like, you, it's Mass Effect style, right? Like, you can just kind of sit there and wait. And, like, that that difference makes a huge impact on the way you play that game, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like, having time pressure is really cool for me. I think that's something I would not mind seeing more of. Can I ask... Uh, mm-hmm. So, so because I think it was The Walking Dead has it on a timer, and Life is Strange just kind of lets you sit and yeah. ponder it. Sit and ponder uh, and rewind, and it's very forgiving. Which one did you feel had the more had more impact and meaning to you? It, it sounds like the Walking Dead one because it was like a spur the, of the moment thing. The Walking but I'd wonder Dead if... one felt more like in the moment. It felt more like I'm engaged. Uh, mm-hmm. Being able to sit and meditate on a decision actually really messes with me. Like, yeah, like I know you like, guys have played Mass Effect, right? And like, yeah. I'm sure you've had those choices between paragon or renegade where like it's really hard to know what you want to do and yeah. like for me i would spend like five or ten minutes just looking at a screen being like uh fuck man <laughs> what's it gonna be like uh i think legion's mission in two like really messed with my head yeah uh, <laughs> i remember that one mm-hmm. I guess what I'm thinking is because like maybe this is a bit off topic, but when it's like if you have to make a spur of decision moment right now for mm-hmm. each one, it's almost like well each like decision doesn't matter as much because you didn't put as much thought in it. But when you have to sit there and like no, the outcome of this is because you chose to do this. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. for me. No, no, but, I totally have that. It's like uh-huh. I feel more guilt if there's repercussions for something that I had all the time in the world to come to, and I can't blame it on like, well, you know, I was under pressure. What was I gonna do, Wiggly Hands? Ah, yeah. I see where we're at. I I lost track of the conversation, but now I'm back. Hello. <laughs> Sorry, Zach. <laughs> Which is funny. Like you guys just veered into a Bioware game, and I wasn't there for it. <laughs> but but you found you were like, oh Bioware, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you you literally said Legion, and I was like, oh oh Bioware game, hello. <laughs> we talking shit about narrative arcs? Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Let's talk some shit about some Bioware. You know what you can't talk shit about though? What's that, Adam? I think checking the time right now and managing it wisely. 
I think we're done with the questions. I think it's time to design. Oh, it's time Ooh. to design. It's time for a design club challenge. Yes, we shall complete it. Complete the design. Make the monster. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about Zach. He goes on these weird... <laughs> He goes on these weird things, and I don't know where he goes. Uh, he, he, I, I, I want to name that character of yours. I don't know I, what I'll name it. What, the, like, utterly insane person that comes out every once in a while? You know, you're going to not like this, but it reminds me of someone from Night Vale, and that's all I'm going to say oh, on God that. damn it. <laughs> anyway, Design Club. So, Drew, this... <laughs> what, is our, what is our Design Club today? Well, our Design Club today, Adam and Zach, is we are going to work together to brainstorm ideas for adding time management mechanics to a pre-existing game. Ideally, one we have all played. We are going to make it um, either more more adherent to our real world real world schedules, or we're going to add cool mechanics of like flipping through days and the like. So, put on your thinking hats and your thinking boots and your thinking watches, and tell me a game that we have all played. Uh, possibly Bloodborne, possibly Overwatch. Is it? I don't know. Is it all right if I put on my thinking gloves? Um, yes, yes, that's how you get the set bonus. Okay, cool. Yes. I just, I just okay. wanted to make sure I can get the set bonus. Mm. So a game making, adding time management mechanic to a game. I, the problem, the thing, I, the only thing I see with this one mm-hmm. that makes it difficult is because time management is usually not something you can really add on to a game willy nilly. Well, you unless really have mm-hmm. to. It has to be kind of the core thing of the of the bit. So unless mm. unless you're you're Nintendo, in which case you'll just throw a pop up every two hours and says like, "Are you sure you want to keep playing?" Yes, mm. actually, that's something. That's something I forgot to mention. Nintendo loves to do the "Hey, have you been playing for three hours? Do you want to take a moment to think it off?" Like, no, Nintendo, fuck off. I'm playing this game now. Mm. Well, how about this? How about this then? We've all played some of Civ, right? I have. Okay, yeah. Adam, Adam has played a bit of Civ. What if we tried not to remove time mechanics, but improve them because we did spend about five, ten minutes bitching about the game? Right. Um, I think I think for Civ, honestly, you could probably improve the time mechanics if you found a way of locking in construction times. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, mm-hmm. or sort of like getting it so that your constructions will all sort of chain into each other or like providing a bonus. Like if everything finishes at the same time, you'll get a, you'll get a cool bonus. Mm, and so that way you play this little game of like managing the, uh, the times of all your construction. And so that way you get mm-hmm. this like big hunking chunk of stuff finished all at once. And then you can be yeah. like, all right, I got a bunch of crap made. I can stop. Okay. I'd almost wonder, because the thing that, that kind of threw me off of Civ is that sometimes the, it, it's kind of exactly what Zach said of like the way, like if I build this thing, this actually will help improve and build into this thing or it chains into this thing. So yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like having one, a really nice UI overhaul for Civ where it's like, it's way more apparent to like, like almost like a tree kind of thing of like doing this, what could branch you off into one of these things and doing those kind of improves upon X, improves upon Y, improves upon z kind of thing and you could almost be like okay my initial plan right now is i want to queue this this and this up so for my next two so to just to manage my time i know that i'll have all of these things done so that you're not sitting there each turn like you know you don't have to look through the entire texture you can be like well while my opponent was taking their time i was looking through mine and i queued up like all right i want this next and i want this next and you know oh i see like like you almost have like a little like a scheduler is what you're talking about like Yeah, yeah so so if you didn't know the civilization has that, mm. so if oh, you it does. if you select if you select a later technology, 
It'll actually queue mm-hmm. up all the previous ones that are required in order to get to that one. Um, okay. And what you can do in cities as well is you can queue up multiple construction projects. So you can queue mm-hmm. up multiple buildings. Um, oh, okay. So it sounds like they maybe already addressed this. I guess for me, because yeah. uh, I, I played Civ Five a bit, and like that was just really hard to figure out. Like, yeah, no. Well, the problem how is are all these connected? Um, so one thing, another thing that I think I would do for Civilization is mm-hmm. uh, you may think it's odd, but quests why uh, that confuses me because that gives you more stuff to do it does like the- but what it does mm-hmm. is if if you focus the game away from the like construction thing and make that sort of like the slow thing that's building over time and then you make oh. the quest the big thing then every time you complete a major quest you can be like aha i finished the quest i can stop mm. i see so I, I was actually thinking mm. go ahead I was, I was actually thinking the inverse if they if they were like small if like the buildings were still the bigger overall goals that you were working to in the quest were like hey you know this city is having a problem can you like if you can do this and appease this thing kind of like these little micro goals in between yeah that that what, yeah that works it, too interesting yeah. I guess for me I I remember there were days and there were eras and I remember those feeling very unimportant and I feel like if they had a greater weight. Like, if the actual, like, time it took to do something was... Like, if an era was, like, more well-defined, then that would make me feel like there was a more natural break in whatever world I was creating. Yeah. Like, I think I think with Civ, like, a lot of it is just kind of this procedural thing. Mm-hmm. And with procedural stuff, it's kind of hard to, like, give it, like, a defined, like, tie-off point. But maybe if you just said, like, okay, these are the events that have occurred for this, like, layer of your timescale. Mm. This is it. Congratulations. And, like, it was a much more... And maybe they've changed this, because we're on six, right? Or are we Yes, on we're on seven? six. Yeah, we're on okay. six. Okay. Well, wasn't there the space expansion, or is that its own That's, thing? That's uh, Alpha Centauri is its own thing. Mm. Okay. Or Beyond yeah. Earth. It's called Beyond Earth. Alpha Centauri is does, old Civ 2 expansion. Does uh, You're mixing up your civs? I am. I did mix them up. But yeah. does, does Civ have, uh, like, natural disasters or anything like that? Or things like, hey, you know, you, there's going to be this famine that, you know, that'll hit in a couple days if you can get prepped for this or you know your scientists have discovered that there's like a hurricane coming in x amount of days so, you need to prepare for x kind of thing no they don't they don't do that i've seen mods that do that and it makes it way more fun to play the game mm. yeah just like i guess what i'd said before of like these micro goals in between the larger goals i feel like would help because it, mm. you know in it as well as the being able to queue things up mm-hmm. Which again, you can already do in Civ games. Well, I didn't get that far, so there. It's fine. It's fine. Absolutely fine. That game was was very thick and dense, and I was having a hard time figuring out what happens in it. Yeah, no, I I, I know what you mean. It's it's a comp- It's it is a very dense game. Like it took me a very long time to figure out. Again, it took me close to the midway point of my thousand hours of Civilization Five to figure out you could keep. Hold, hold up. up! Hold up! Hold up! Zach, that's is that an actual number or is that an exaggerated fun number? Um, my total playtime of Civilization Five is over a thousand hours. Yeah. Wow. It's not that far over a thousand hours, but it is. His time management skills are off the charts. Hey, hey, hey! That was from like sophomore year or earlier of college all the way until now. And I stopped. Uh, admittedly, I stopped playing Civilization Five like a few years ago. But. <laughs> 
It took me many years to get to that. Hmm. Yeah, I see. I see. Like, like no knocking of it. I just, I thought that was an exaggerated number. Like, no, I, I, I clearly is... underestimated your love of the game. I, your love of the craft. I put many hours into Civilization Five. Admittedly, a lot of those hours were just like idling as I ran off and did something else. But I did put a lot of hours into Civ. Oh, does that even count? Like, are you talking about like leaving the game on while you do groceries or something? Like, yeah, whatever. like leaving the game on in the background while I write something or leaving the game on the background while I stare out my window and panic about the homework I'm not doing. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to just turning the game off and doing your homework. No, this want... is time management at its finest. <laughs> Leave the game on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, like stuff like that. Like I, I would do that sometimes. Um, and sometimes I'd just be like idle in the menu screen while I did a like while I watched a bunch of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I did not have the best time management when it came to like long form games like that. There, like the reason why my total playtime in Final Fantasy, uh, sorry, in, in Persona Five and a lot of the Persona games ends up being like a hundred hours or more is mm-hmm. probably because I'm sitting around idling in the menu screen while I'm doing something else on my computer. Oh damn oh, it! See, Zach. that drives me crazy. Like I don't like being stuck in menu screens. I want to leave them. My my means of fixing a game with poor time management is to remove menus and just make it all very but, quick. Like Drew, I don't think you're understanding the thing. He's not stuck in the menus. He literally paused the game and just le- went off to go do something else. Yeah. It's not like you're in the menus. He just paused it and then walked away. Yeah, I paused and walked away. Okay. Or well, then I yeah. would say that may not be on the game's end. Then that may not be that, that may not be a design challenge. Yeah, it's not the design challenge. We we veered very far away from from the civilization well, design challenge, but. I mean, well, I the, other, have. the other thing with uh, time management, like I said, is again, UI, like mm-hmm. streamline UI can, mm-hmm. you'd be amazed at how long you are actually in menus and just kind of like sorting through things in a game. You know, uh, that's, that's super true. That's super but true. But if it has like good UI design, you can be in and out and get done what you need to do real quick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something I really appreciate. If like a well-designed menu is like the unsung hero of like all kinds of games, like something simple, mm-hmm. something quick. Like I, I know that like, I, I don't know what it was, but there was this one RPG I was playing where like for the life of me, like to equip an item, I had to go through like three screens. Like I had to go into my inventory. I had to go to my weapon stage. I had to go and choose my modifiers. Are you talking about this Gaia? Stuff. Uh, maybe. Yeah, actually I think it was this guy. Yeah. I, like, I believe I saw a video about this game um turns out like half the enjoyment of that game is learning and figuring out the entire menu system yeah like that doesn't work for me i don't consider that a plus <laughs> like like because there's like 16 different subsystems in that game so you can like take a weapon and modify it and do the dungeon in the weapon to get it better to do some other thing but it just requires no, I all remember, these menus. i remember all of that mm. and being like what is this garbage i don't want to do any of this i want to play the game i didn't well, think I mean, of the like, menus as the game <laughs> the thing with this guy uh in particular is that there is a lot of there is a lot of menu stuff setting up all of your characters to be the optimal way is you know that's just part of the game and then like you'll either like that kind of stuff or or not mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i will say that's for the, the item world stuff you are actually playing the game it's just like the thing that you're getting at the end is a better weapon yeah, now, I, it I might be that. really good, but it's like, that is just a single better weapon. I totally get that. It's just, for me, it feels like a side quest. It feels like it's distracting from what's supposed to be the main thing. Oh, that's right. It's the, like, like I can... Comp- it, it feels like a waste of time. Like, I guess it isn't, but for me, it feels like that. Um, and I don't know why, but I just remember, like, there was a lot about that game that I wanted to love, and a lot about it that I ultimately was very upset about. I will say, a game that... A game where UI would have saved a lot of time 
and helped with time management would have been Final Fantasy XII. You spent a shit ton of time setting up your gambits. And like, I remember watching my friend Sion setting up her, her gambits to fight this boss. And we were there for half an hour because of how Jesus. intricate and in-depth you could get into everything. That but sounds it was like, like, oh my maddening. gosh. Like, again, this is if you want to min-max it, but it's also like, wow, this is a bit much. Yeah, um, I, I I can't do. I don't I, like that. I feel That's like not fun for me. I don't feel like a Final Fantasy game is the appropriate place for that level of stratagemming. Like I can well, see there are certain games where like spending half an hour in a menu screen, just sort of like going over your options, being like, ah, what's the most effective option here? Well, let me. You let might me forget. Casually, let me sort of let let me mm. peruse my options for a while and just hmm, that would look there, and that works to there. There's certain games that well, work exactly. to that, but a Final Fantasy game is not the place. You you forget mm -hmm. that FF12 had an entire, the entire gambit mechanic was to set up AI for your characters to go off and do their own thing. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. That was how you, you would always control, controlling just your character, but so you could set up these AI gambits for your other characters. So you would kind of want to know like what they were going to do. Mm -hmm. This might be again, like, wow, you have so many options and choices to do this thing. You know, FF12 had their whole thing of setting up your characters. And I, I just remember tooling around in menus. That was the one that was like, wow, this is taking forever mm -hmm. kind of deal. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had a similar terrible moment in, in what Dragon Age 2, where I spent like a full half of an hour resetting everybody's ai and i was just like why am i doing this oh that sounds annoying it was no, it's, it, it is it annoying sounds... but i wish there was a better system for it like i wish there was a it, cool way of setting up the ai but I, i'm totally digressing at this point i mean yeah. i think at this point like our design club has kind of just become a giant uh ice cream soup but whatever it, it's kind <laughs> of like we said for civ you know being able to streamline stuff and having the smaller goals helps but Really, to shave off time, you have to look at the UI and kind of streamline that. Right, so you're yeah. actually like making more progress instead of having to sift through all the. Uh, I mean, the yeah, UI but I think stuff. that's a solution for a lot of games. I think if you just like make it so that information is nice, clean, and available, then you're going to have a better experience because you're going to you're going to be doing a whole lot less like gobbledygook that you don't care about. Wait, Drew, are you trying to tell me that simple and clean UI is a good thing? Uh, it's, it's the way that make, it, it makes me feel all right. I don't know. I, I, thank you. All right, we're not, we're not starting <laughs> that song again. Okay, I think at this point, uh, I'm going to put a sword in our design club. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God, why'd you do that? Oh, that fucking hurts. Pull it out. I didn't. I, well, I'm, Zach... I'm sorry, I didn't know it was oh, your appendage. I thought it was a stranger's. God damn it, man. I was behind the fucking design club. What are you doing? Uh, All right, I'm... Zach, calm, cool it off. Cool <laughs> oh, your britches, fuck. theater Someone kid. Someone get me a healing potion. All right, I'm giving you a healing potion. Oh, okay, here it is. Uh, while you're doing that, while you're drinking that down, does anyone have any toasts or pour outs or any final thoughts or things oh. they want to talk about? I'm going to give a toast. To Persona 5. Boy, that game is really, really good. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Drew, I'm honest to God sorry you had to hear us talk about it so much. I know you're like, oh, I don't want to hear it. The, the entire point of the game is time management, and this podcast was time management. I Man, I'm just, I'm just joking with you. I, don't worry about but, it. I, but I understand. I give, like, I give two toasts to Persona 5. Boy, it's really good. Mm. Uh, well, I I'm going to I'm leave and I'm going to leave this podcast and go play more possibly okay right. uh, well i i have a toast i have a toast to 
Uh, the Pac-Man ghosts, Inky, Blinky, Winky, and whatever the last one is. Uh, Clyde? Clyde. Clyde, yes, Clyde. Um, because I I found this random, like, little photo of Pac-Man ghosts uh, just, like, at a garage sale today. And I done picked it up, and they're looking at me right now. And they're super cute. Ooh, and I want to touch them. Welcome to my room, guys. Yeah, I've been there. It's There's a lot of things in there. <laughs> it's true. Oh, uh, wait, one more toast. No, wait. Adam, uh, we were talking uh, about how cool those hexagonal mirrors were, right? Yes, those were some cool hexagonal mirrors Super you have cool. in your room, Zach. Thank yeah, you, Drew. Drew. <laughs> one, one of you people has cool hexagonal mirrors. I'm going to make another toast as well. To We didn't talk about it much, but it also does really cool time management stuff. Majora's Mask has some oh, really cool Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. Of course. It's the Majora's um, Mask. And actually, on the same topic, I'm going to do a toast to The Sims. Which so, also yeah, has a lot of time management b- bananas going on. Hooray. Um, Hooray. And I, but I do, I also have to do a pour out. Um, pour out. For Drew's sword. My, my, um, I'm really my, not happy about getting stabbed, okay? I, Zach, I'm sorry. Is there, if only someone would teach me how to better handle my sword and how to better live my life. All right. Hey there, everybody. It's time now for the lesson of the day. Today's lesson is, always remember, when you're using a sword and you're stabbing, to look behind the thing you're stabbing in case there's a friend back there. Or else you end in a piccolo scenario, and nobody wants that. And that's the lesson of the day. Thanks, everybody. I feel so enriched. Thank you, Zach. I mean, (laughs) I have to say, shooting piccolo also killed Raditz. That seemed to work out for everybody. I mean, it worked out. Just saying. Drew, what's new? What's new with the podcast informational bulletin stuff? Well, let's see here. New with the podcast informationables. Um, let's see here. We're just going about our thing. Uh, next week we are going to be going over game backlogs. Uh, the many games that we buy from one place or the other that we hope to get to, and the phenomena <laughs> where we tend to not. Uh, it's something all of our friends have. Every oh everyone I've God. talked to has like a couple that are just lying around somewhere. Seems like a fun topic. You could basically call this one when time management goes wrong. Yeah. It's weirdly it's a weirdly it's a weirdly appropriate follow-up. Um if you have any questions regarding that or anything that you want to say about time management, you can reach us at teamnitwick at gmail.com. That's team N-I-T-W-I-C at gmail.com. Uh this week's music is by the lovely Pro Leader. Um that is all I done got. I hope you have a lovely day and a lovely life. And we'll be talking to you real soon. And that's that's what I have to say. About Goodbye. It. Goodbye, friends. Bye. It was no, good no, to wait. know you, but it would be better to know you in the underrealm. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. <laughs>